What's up, everybody? This is Sea Captain Carl, and I got my co-host here, Marvin Martian, and you're listening to Squad. What's up, everybody? We are talking sports, March Madness. We're talking some some media. What was it? Media. Media bias. And then driving cars. And then also yeah, electric cars is what we're talking today. Right. Um, today is the sixth of April. Uh, so let's get started. First of all, our talk of the day is the Pepsi ad with Kendall Jenner. I heard about that. I didn't watch it per se. Uh, I didn't watch it at all, not per se. I didn't watch it at all because I'm just not into that stuff. Uh, but I did see a lot of Twitter backlash and a lot of a lot of memes. So well, I don't know what happened. It's just well, I wouldn't really fault Pepsi for this because I guess their intentions were were I guess, I would say pure. Their pure intentions. It's just the video starts off with uh, like a march, the protesters uh, marching down the street, and they come. Uh, close to where Kendall is doing a Photoshop by giving a block- blockade of officers a Pepsi, and I guess everyone's happy because of that. So she ends the the entire the protest with Pepsi. With Pepsi, a can of Pepsi. Okay, Pepsi, you're doing a little bit too much right now. Yeah. Like this is a complex social issue. Like you this can't is- just you're not gonna end it with a a mediocre soda. Like I don't even like. I don't even like Pepsi like that. Like, I guess it's just like how people really feel passionate about things like police brutality, other things that cause them to, to riot, not just that, but other things that cause them to riot. So to say that the whole thing could be diffused by by a Pepsi or right. a corporation. So I'm looking at the, really the article right now, and Pepsi actually apologized for the controversial advertisements. Um, so I... So here's what they said. Pepsi was trying to project a global message of unity, peace, and understanding. Clearly, we missed the mark and apologized. <laughs> wow. I, I, really? Really? Like, state the obvious there. Um, I got to say, I'm not, as, I'm not as hyped about it as a lot of people are. Like, my sister's probably, like, going off the walls because she's, like, a big, you know. Activism. Uh, exactly. And that's cool. I just think... Sometimes you just you, you just don't have get to it analyze, right. Analyze like the situation right now. The climate is just way too tense over those things. So Pepsi just wow. Keep play it safe. And so the police officers they get the can and they drink it and everything's and cool. I guess everyone's happy. Huh? And this and this is and she's a white she's a white girl. So many people see that as you know something that. You could be, yeah, you could read it along those lines. Yeah, yeah. You, could, you could totally read into it. Interesting. Um, <laughs> I guess we're going to move on. All right. That's cool, though. Let's move on tech. Yeah, so tech. Uh, you want to go first? Yeah, we, I can go first. Okay, so I've been, I've actually been doing a little bit of research uh, even before today. Um, like, of electric cars are on the rise, okay? So, like you were just saying, off air, you were saying how, a lot of new things that come out, people are like, oh, no one's going to really invest right, in that. Right, Like, what were some examples you brought up? Um, the mobile phone, once it came out, people were like, it's way too expensive, way too cumbersome to carry around. Right. How will we ever connect to the internet? Exactly. And right now, everyone has one. It's exactly, that new yeah. technology 
develops really fast. So here's the thing. A years, just... Exactly. So here's the thing. The problem with the electric car right now, it's a rarity. Not a lot of people have electric cars. You know why? These are the main reasons. Too expensive, and it's not that convenient. Right. Th- those are the main reasons. Mm-hmm. But it's according to this article by Bloomberg.com, it says that the 2020s will be the decade of electric car because battery prices, which make up a third of the car's um, you know, price, like when they go to price it for 45 or 55 however much they, they price it, $1,000, a third of that money is because of the battery, which right. is going to run the car, which replaces the engine. Battery prices are falling, and they're going to continue to fall because of the incentives that a lot of programs are, are, are being made to... Well, manufacturers to develop exactly. longer-lasting batteries. Exactly. So right now... Faster charging systems. So right now, if an electric car costs... Forty-five thousand dollars by twenty forty, it's going to be less than twenty-two thousand dollars. That's what they're they're thinking with these um, graphs that I'm seeing about the oil prices. Those are also going to plummet, right? Uh, And that could start another world war. You know, people. I mean, you can already see it in um, countries like Saudi Arabia, one of the biggest oil producers, and right now they're because the culture, the economy is so fixated on oil prices, they're trying to wean Mm -hmm. off the economy off that, developing into let's say tourism. And other areas that could get revenue right, off of right. once this happens, because it's really gonna. Happen. It's gonna happen. Uh, you gotta think. A lot of the, the the innovative people who are innovative companies that are making cars these days, Tesla, Chevy, Nissan, they're all starting to put out, you know, more energy efficient cars. Right. You know, you have that little button on your car and make sure makes your engine run mm-hmm. a little bit better. Whatever it is, that's not gonna you know, that's not gonna be enough. Eventually, we're gonna get into electric cars. Fully electric, no gas, right. and this also helps the environment. Everyone's starting to see a change in in the in the climate. If you don't believe in in, in global warming, you, you, I, you could I'll, be in the White House. <laughs> hey, hey, he said that. Hey, but but my point is, um, it, it's going to happen, and there's going to need to be a a shift in the way people think about cars, and even a political shift. Right. A lot of money is going to change to different companies. Mm-hmm. A lot of companies aren't going to make as much money. So there's going to be a shift of power to companies who hop on board early. Tesla. Right. They got that. Uh, actually, a fascinating um, a piece. By, I, can't, I can't remember the actual site, but right now Tesla is estimated to be worth more than Ford. So just wow. numbers-wise speaking, that's pretty that's Yeah. Pretty, wow. Pretty and I got to say... For me, I, I would buy an electric car if they were a little bit cheaper. Mm-hmm. But you got to think, you're investing long-term, and I can't say I'm not a mechanic. A mechanic, probably our, our guy, Patrick, you know, the the, uh, the tech guy over here, uh, He is he's actually running our production uh, right now. But he knows a lot about cars. I can't say for sure what costs more, and a, I mean, and a, and a, and a, a uh, gas car, an electric car. Like, what costs more for maintenance? maintenance? Exactly. Um, I, I, I right now, electric because you again, think so. If you think of gas; it's a lot of moving parts, the cylinders, the yeah. pistons, everything. Anything that moves has the potential to break down in that system. Think of electric cars; it's really very simple. I think that um, it's going to be interesting to see mm-hmm. the trend that people right. go towards, and people are always trying to hop on the next cool thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And obviously, those people who feel nostalgic about. Um, Gas, gas. Oh, they're gonna have. There's gonna be the car I have right now is probably gonna be a vintage car in 2050. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I might as well keep that. <laughs> nah, man, that car's that car's garbage. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that's what's happening uh, in tech. Uh, I just see this trend. I see this rise of electric cars. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're gonna see by 2040, 2050, 
a lot of a lot more electric cars like taking over the market. Mm-hmm. We're gonna see gas prices fall. We're gonna see production. I mean, uh, oil companies lose revenue. They're gonna have to move into a different avenue. You know what I mean? Uh, Maybe um, mass transport like uh, shipping. Yeah, that's true. It could be a lot easier. There's a lot of options that could go, a lot of different routes that could go. Um, And maybe that will eliminate a lot of the political problems that we're having with other countries. We're not going to need to gas as much from other countries. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. So this potentially could have an effect not just on the environment, but socially, politically, economically. It could have a lot of different, you know, uh, a lot of different things that could change in the very near future. So what do you have coming up for uh, tech? For tech, I have, uh, I was going to talk about net neutrality. But uh, I think we'll save that for next time when you have an actual debate going on. Okay. I was just going to talk about how um, new regulations have removed uh, protections that, uh, well, protections that used to protect consumers from um, their, like, browsing data being used by or being sold to the companies by service what, providers. What kind of companies are you talking, talking about? about? AT&T gives you, for example, gives you internet and they have access to what you go, what you look at, um, what sites you go to. If you go to Netflix, if you go to, let's say, Facebook, all that data is very useful to people who want to know what, how you spend your time online. And so before they had producers, to, you mean? Yeah. Like people who are going to be selling you things. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So uh, before they had to have your consent to use that information. Um, I don't think that's true. Okay, because here's here's what I've seen. So I'll get on Amazon, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll look through some stuff, probably not even buy anything, but I'll look through, add it to my cart or whatever, not even buy it. A few seconds later, I'll go on Instagram, or, or I'll go to wish.com, like, you know, that little that Chinese website yeah. that has, like, it's kind of like Amazon, but it takes longer and it's a little less, better quality, whatever. Yeah. I'll go on there, and I'll look at stuff. I'll get on my Instagram, and instead of a, a picture of the next person that I, you know, I'm following, it's, it'll have an ad of the exact same thing that I looked actually, at. Actually, that's the whole reason why this uh, protection was taken away, because companies online, I would say, like, online companies... Amazon, Wish, uh, Facebook, Google, they communicate with each other. They could sell. Right. They don't need your permission. You could opt out of it, but in most cases, mm-hmm. people don't read the fine line. They don't go to um, get rid of that, uh, get their protection. Mm-hmm. So in most cases, you'll see whatever you've looked at, and Amazon will appear somewhere else in another website. So that goes and, on and without also, any regulation. Exactly. However, in service providers, we're talking about AT&T, people actually physically giving you the Internet. Mm-hmm. People actually pay a month. They don't have that kind of freedom. Oh, so okay. So uh, removing gotcha. this regulation was to give them, I guess, equal ground. So uh-huh. I say, like, equal ground with Amazon. To make money. And Google, yes. To make money, exactly. Um, I guess who loses uh, could be us. <laughs> well, I, we could win also. Uh, it, it is cool every now and then seeing something to remind me, oh, I didn't buy that, I need to buy it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I see it on my on my, my site panel yeah. and an advertisement or whatever. Um, it can be good, but you can also think, what line could it lead down? I mean, what, what yeah. could it lead to? Could it be buying products now? Could it be, mm-hmm. you know, inf- personal information down the line? Could it be how they arrest people? Could it be, yeah. you, you, know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It could really go further than what we expect it to go. Um, so that's something we've got to be careful for. Um, and it, that's like with everything. Once you open the floodgates... Everybody's going to try yeah. and rush them, you know. Um, so, yeah, uh, now we're going to be moving on to politics. Did you have – I don't have anything today. I just uh, – I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm kind of fed up. 
with politics, to There's be honest. so much we can do. I mean, we could criticize Trump for ruining the I'm tired of talking about him. I'm tired of it. For the office of the presidency, but come on. I do want to say, all the time. okay, I, I know I just said all that, but I do want to say I am disappointed in Trump for a few things. Mm-hmm. I mean, among all the other things he's done, mm-hmm. but related to the sports world, come on. Now. Didn't pick a, a, a March Madness bracket this year? Come on. Even Obama did that. I mean, come on. It's become, in the new age, I I know, uh I know, but in the new age of technology where social media is so important, how are you going to put yourself in a position to where you're not participating? It's almost become a tradition now that social media is really popping. You've got to pitch them. You've got to pick a March Madness bracket. I mean, you have to. You know what I mean? (laughs) And then what's the other thing he did? Um, Something else he did in, in the world of sports where he didn't participate uh, and it's interesting that the people who won the Super Bowl this year, the Patriots, mm-hmm. a lot of players are not going to show up because they don't want to seem like they're, they're supporting. Endorsing like, his, his policies. Exactly. If that was me, I'm not going for him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm, well, and here's the thing. you got to think. A lot of these players have already been to the White House already, so yeah. I can understand that. But if that's me, man, I'm going to the White House. You know what I mean? Like, I want to see. It's where, all about optics. Like, do you want to. Seen That's true, next and, to the and that can affect your money. E- either way, it can, it can affect you. If you don't go, mm-hmm. companies will be like, "Oh, he's not for the government. He's not supporting our president," yeah. and companies won't, won't give you money. If they, if another company says, "Oh, he's he's got you know he's got morals and and all the other stuff," then he, mm-hmm. then they'll be like, "Okay, we'll give him some money." It, either way, it can affect your money. But for me, if that's me, man, I'm going to the White House. I'm going to look at the paintings. I'm taking pictures with everybody. You know what I mean? Like. But that's because I, I haven't been on the inside of the White House before. Mm-hmm. I've been on the outside when I went to go visit D.C. a while back. Um, but the ins- it just seems like there's so much history in there. Right. It would be so cool just just to go. You know what I mean? And I'm not even I'm not even going to the ceremony. If I if I'm a patron, I'm not going to the ceremony to see Trump. I'm walking around on my own. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to the kitchen getting some of them getting some of them, them homemade meals they make in the kitchen. You know what I mean? Like, I'll be like Corey in the house. You ever seen that show Corey in the house? Right? I'm telling you, bro. I'm going to be in there getting food, taking pictures. I'm going to sleep in the beds, you know what I mean? <laughs> like pillow fights, you know, all, all that kind of, you know, sled down the hill, slide down the hill, all that stuff. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's just me. But I totally understand that people don't want to go. I totally understand that people do want to go. Either way, mm-hmm. do your thing. You know what I mean? But that's just what I was thinking because I don't want to talk politics purely anymore. I so I mixed it up a little bit, a little sports. Uh, I'm sorry, what, what were you saying? My own politics was just the influence of the media and how, um, how like, there's a, uh, Patrick, you're talking about um, that, what's it called, bias? Confirmation bias, where basically you're going to go to, um, you're going to basically watch, if you're going to, let's say, Fox the reason why you're going to Fox is not to get something new. It's to get, to reinforce what you're What you're already thinking. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we see this playing out all the time, especially when you see the debates they have. Like, let's say, let's give CNN, for example. So they give, like, a piece of information, and then they have a panel of people to discuss it. So this is even more influential because you could be, like, neutral and on that given information. You could be like, I don't really care about this. But seeing people raise their opinions... And seeing um, people like let's say they they, they get like six uh, six Democrats, one Republican, two Republicans. The problem is the Republicans they do get are just so out of touch with the actual information with the facts 
that it just seems so wrong. It's you know, it's just it's sad to watch. So they're portraying a different ideology yeah, than they the could actual get party. Real, real Republicans who are really um, well knowledgeable in this in this area, but instead they get I, I'm sorry to say like dumb Republicans, and you see the same thing in Fox. They get dumb yeah. Democrats to debate and fail in that debate just to confirm what people already believe. Right. What's that girl's name? Uh, something Lauren. What's her name? She she was on a show for a while. Blonde. Fox? Yeah, I think. I don't know. She was a... Uh, uh, she she was on um, Tommy Lauren. Or, what is that girl's name? Well, she was one of the um, the the analysts or whatever. Yeah, Tommy Lauren. That That's her name. Mm-hmm. Um, she was a political commentator... Uh, and then I guess she had like a show, and apparently she lost the show uh, because of all the controversy she was she was um, you know bringing. But um, I know a lot of people were not liking her because her views were so they were so one sided and so blunt. She wasn't willing to hear other arguments. She wasn't even willing to comprehend. I don't. Maybe she didn't have the capacity to comprehend I another mean, side. Sometimes if you're in, let's say Fox. Mm-hmm. You just have to align with like a particular view. Like right now, the trend is you, you you go for whatever Trump's after to push his policies, to promote his policies. I'd say. So like um, when Trump gear failed, they blamed Ryan. I mean, right. He, I mean, I think he did. He, he took job. he took the blame for that. You know. But I don't think he should. You know. <laughs> but hey. And yeah, I and I and I think that when it comes to a lot of the commentators. You can't take them that seriously, right? Because not only are they paid, they're they're paid to give a certain point of view, mm-hmm. not not educate us on uh, the different aspects of a political issue. Right? They're paid for their view, mm-hmm. for the way that they think about something. So you can't. And, and like we were saying earlier, if you already agree with something, that's that that's what you're going to watch. Right. So if you're, uh, and I actually I want to say. And that's the only reason why people come back, so they could keep on right. enforcing that. CNN is not going to show you something. Um, something, something objective. No, yeah. not like because with Tommy Lauren, she's a conservative, right? I'm also, I'd say I'm pretty conservative too. Like right. on on some days, mm-hmm. most days, but at the same time, she she's making she's giving us a bad name. Conservative people, you know. Right. People who grew up in the Midwest or the or the South with conservative backgrounds, she's giving us a bad name. Like I don't I don't agree with mm-hmm. not one thing she ever said, um, but she also carries the 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 whole label of being conservative as I do, which is just it, same with Donald Trump. He 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 carries that Republican Party mm-hmm. name, and I'm not Republican. Uh, like like I said in the first podcast, yeah. it depends on what day it is. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? If I'm uh, uh, a conservative Democrat or if I'm a liberal Republican, it's mm-hmm. going to depend on what day and what issue it is. Right. But my family identifies with the Republican Party, and I got to say, even in my American government class, um, which I just had a few hours ago, I asked the professor, "Do you think people are less likely to uh, align themselves with a political party?" Because actually, what he what he said was, "There's been a decline since the '90s." Of people, of people, uh, you know, aligning with the political party because just because of all the issues that have come out, yeah. you know, less and less people 
less and less people are, are, are saying I'm Republican or I'm Democrat Because since you the can't 90s. just be on one side in all the issues. Exactly. Back in the day, you kind of could, yeah. but with the intricacies and the, and the complexities of things that are going on, uh-huh. you can't as much. And uh, so it's been declined since the 90s. I think it even go, it'll go down even more, mm-hmm. uh, but it'll also show the extremists on each side. The fact that it's going down so much mm-hmm. now because people are afraid to be labeled something. Yeah. When the people who aren't afraid to be labeled something, there's the extremists. And those are people who are going to be speaking up for each of our parties. And that's that's the problem. That Kind of like what happened with um, sort of like the extreme of the, the Democrats is that we have like people like Bernie and Bernie supporters. Right. And the extreme of Republicans like Trump and Trump. And those are the people who are most active in the mm-hmm. rallies, most active when it came to elections. So, yeah, it could be like a trend we're seeing. Yep. It, I, I think it'll be... Something we have to watch out for. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to have my buddy on, Joseph Heimer, who's incredibly knowledgeable about politics. We're going to try to have him on pretty soon so he can – he's a college kid too. And like we said, our whole reason for doing this podcast was to give a, a college perspective to all the things that are going on around us. Right. Uh, so he's going to help us out um, probably maybe the next podcast. Um, so, yeah, moving on to – what are we moving on to? Um, sports. Sports. Man, oh man. For the record, last podcast, if you're listening to this, you'll know you that I'm telling it? the truth. Huh? <laughs> did you call it? I didn't call it, per se. I got half of it right. So I said it'll be, what did I say? Uh, uh, I, I said uh, Oregon and uh, Gonzaga. I got Gonzaga right. <laughs> Oregon lost in the final seconds of the game. If old boy had just boxed out, got their rebound, they might have had another opportunity to score. He'd been a monster all night. And all of a sudden, two consecutive times during the free throws, he forgot how to box out. I, I feel bad for him because he was crying after. He was all, you know, emotional. I get it. But, bro, you cannot forget to box out in the last couple. Come on. <laughs> I really had Oregon going. And I, I want to say the two stars on the team, yeah. Tyler and um, I forget the other guy's name, they had a terrible game. Way less than what I was expecting them to come in with. Um, that's the reason why I picked him because – they were having such a phenomenal, you know, uh, March Madness. Um, so that was the Final Four. That happened last week, right? So the championship game happened. ended up being North Carolina and Gonzaga. Gonzaga looked good. They looked strong, physical. They've got a 7'6 guy. Uh, I forget it. He's, got, he's, um, he's from the same city as Martian Gortat. Uh, Polish. forget his name. But big guy. Probably a little, little too much weight on him to get into the NBA. Uh, but big guy, they were physical, they were dominant. And then North Carolina just showed him the business. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kennedy Meeks, he was a monster all night. Like, I don't know. I, I, if, you're, if you're asking me, did I, expect, did I expect these two teams? Nah, not even close. Now, Zach has been on the come, come up for years, winning really, really, having really good seasons, but not actually getting far in the tournament. For them to make it to the finals was fantastic. Great job for the coach. They've been on the come up for years. I got to say, I did not see this coming. Um, I know you said you were going for Oregon. Uh, did you watch any of the games or no? No. Hey, I, I didn't watch all the games, um, but a few of the games I watched um, a little bit. And um, I got to say, man, I did not see this coming this year. Unexpected. Um, I want, so we wanted to just do a recap real quick of uh-huh. that. Uh, it was a great... Interesting year, a little sad for a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. Duke went out, 
when Lenovo went out, a lot of the great What's teams went out. After this, they're just they're gonna wait till the draft, and a lot of kids that that were out in the first round are the ones who are gonna be drafted in the in the in the first round of the of the draft. Do you declare yourself like you want to be drafted? You can declare yourself right after the game, right after the season, during That's the like summer. A like Lonzo Ball, he, he declared right after the game. Uh-huh. They asked him, "Hey, how how how'd you feel about the game or whatever?" He goes, "Hey, I let my team's down. I let my team down, and then so he goes, this will be my last. This will be, this will be my last game for UCLA.'" I was like, dang, right after the game, not even playing around. Uh, so he'll declare for the draft. I do want to say his brother, Leangelo, uh-huh. is going to go to UCLA next year. And then in 2019, his younger brother, um, what's his name? Um, Le, Le something. Or no, it's, um, I forget the young, the young kid, LaMelo. LaMelo is going to go into uh, UCLA in 2019. Uh, I think it would be interesting. Last, the next couple of years could be good for UCLA. Uh, we'll see. So we want to do a recap of that. We did want to talk for a few minutes. We're going to touch on this a little bit, uh, and then we'll, we'll expand on it more when we get to um, the next podcast. Mm-hmm. But college athletes, should they be paid? What are your thoughts? Just real quick. What do you give me some? Give me some thoughts. Uh, uh, from the school's perspective, you give um, you're foregoing all the I'd say revenue you'd otherwise get. Like um, in tuition mm-hmm. and other revenues that you'd uh, otherwise get and give someone a scholarship to go through the whole system, and hopefully, I mean, they could still get a really good education off, off of it if the whole the whole okay hit hit if the okay. whole if they're not entirely focused on sports, but from the student's perspective, they're forced to focus on sports. So right. they're not really using the education. I mean, you could say, um, yes, they don't have to pay the tuition, but yet they're not really focusing on it. You're told you're there to play. Exactly. Else. So here's what I will say. Athletes who get a scholarship to play have that scholarship for four years or however many years they, they, that it's for. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the really good guys... Like Lonzo Ball was there for one. He was a freshman. He's younger. He's 19. He's going to go to the NBA next year. Right. He had one year in college. But they have that scholarship. It doesn't expire for most players. So after it, because I know tons of NBA players that are going back right now and finishing their college degrees. So that's one good thing I would say. Mm-hmm. Education still on the long run wins most of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to hear nothing about kids not getting scholarships because or not there's not money being available for um, other students to go. I don't want to hear none of that. You know why? The average price for the ticket for the NCAA Final Four was $1,151.98. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? That That's probably, yes. what, a quarter of somebody's um, on-campus living, you know, tuition right there? Yeah. That's a quarter of that already. That was the ticket. So... This year, the NCAA made $800 million from the tournament. Uh, last year, I'm sorry. Um, and that was in 2015. According to the mar- uh, uh, a report from CBS, they made $800 million, right? Mm-hmm. That's close to a billion. So you're telling me all that money that you made can't be set aside. You can't put that into a pot for um, scholarships. And then the rest of the money, because it's not like the NCAA is going broke. Mm-hmm. And it's not like the schools are going broke. For example, 24 uh, athletic programs made more than $100 million in the 2014-15 athletic year, with Texas A&M breaking the list at 192. Mm-hmm. That money is coming from sports directly. 
that's the money that can go towards the scholarships. So don't tell me the other kids aren't getting opportunities to go to the school because there's money being taken away from them. That's not the, that's not the case. Right. Come on now. All right. That's a fair argument. How about people who'd say that the reason why why students go to play in college is just that they could get to the, the top league. Because the NBA has made a requirement that you have to go to college for at least one year. And that's their problem, not not the kids' problems. What they they have and, to. And therefore, and therefore, um, by giving uh, them an opportunity to play, um, they actually in, like let's say introducing them, like they put him. How do I say this? Like. You're being promoted more. Like, let's say you had a choice to go to UCLA. So you're saying that's, UCLA, that's worth the money? If you had no. the choice to go to UCLA or any other any other campus, right, you probably go to UCLA because of Depending the, on a couple of factors. On the name they've developed um, because you have higher chances of, of, your, of being promoted to that higher, higher level, I guess. I, but, but that's not – that being put and measured into money – does not equal what these college athletes do for the schools. You're bringing in almost a billion dollars for a program, and every single day you're practicing. Every single day you're devoting yourself to your craft, to your sport, to get to the next level because the NBA or the NFL or whoever it is has stipulated that you have to spend at least one year in college. If that wasn't the case, that's a whole separate argument. If, if, if kids should be allowed to go right out of high school or should they even should they even have to go to high school, that's a whole different argument. Um, that has to do with age. All right. Um, and maturity levels are going to be different for all kids. Um, but I, I will say that the money that's being generated does not equal the scholarship. Mm-hmm. It does not equal the, the, the introduction they get, the, the fame that they're going to get. I'm sorry. Do you it, think, do you think um, getting people to go to, let's say, paying, let's say UCLA started paying their athletes, do you think more people would go there? If they started paying their athletes? Yeah. Like and let's say there more were not, athletes not to go there or more students? As successful, more athletes. What drives an athlete to go to a school? Is it be, the potential? Is it being paid or the potential of being in a in a established uh, campus okay. that's going to take you to that next level? Any that t- probably has like the best. Anytime um, you go to, facilities. I know. Anytime you go to a D one school, you're going to get recognized. If you're good, you're going to get recognized. Mm-hmm. So, for example, UCLA versus the University of Missouri. I'm a fan because that's where I grew up. We've been pretty decent over the last 10 years, the last three or four, not so great. Jordan Clarkson left our program, went to the Lakers. Um, Jabari Brown left our program, went to the Lakers. He's playing overseas now. The point I'm trying to make is between those two schools, who do you think is more popular, UCLA and Missouri? UCLA is more more popular. Mm -hmm. But at this moment, Missouri has more players, you know, being more successful in the NBA than the other team does because no matter what – D1 school you go to, you're going to get promotion. Yeah. So the levels aren't that aren't that but bad. But they could like, factor in because we're going to talk about oh, for sure. and facilities. Yeah, for they sure. They could factor in. But, I, I mean, I could see why. I mean, obviously, I'm I'm all for paying um, student athletes. It's just that from a business perspective, from UCLA's perspective, they're like, um, if, we'll lose, if we cut off this source of revenue, who's the next person we're going to charge for the facility? Because they have... Again, they have like great fields, they have great coaches, but mm-hmm. people who don't go for sports don't particularly need that, and they'll end up being charged for it one way or another. Someone has to. The money help. is going to come from the amount of money they generate from the games. I'm sorry, it, it, there's no way around it. They can afford to pay for the players, mm-hmm. and they they don't have to make fifty thousand dollars a year. 
they can make a part-time, the average part-time salary that a kid their age makes. So they can afford food, they can afford clothes, car payments, whatever it is. There's a story, I'm, I'm a wrap up, but there was a story a couple years back, Shabazz Napier from UConn. He wrote this, or he had an interview where he literally said there were nights when he, he'd go hungry because they right. didn't have uh, they didn't have sufficient meal tickets, or they didn't have they didn't have because athletes they eat that most athletes eat more than the average person. Mm-hmm. So if they're on an average person's meal ticket because they have the tuition package or whatever, oh, I'm uh, doing my hands on quotations right yeah. now. That's not going to be sufficient for I them. Mm-hmm. So he would go home hungry and have to eat apples all day or whatever he could find because. He didn't have any money. He he couldn't even get a part-time job because he didn't have any time outside of his sport and his craft. I'm telling you, there has to be at least a stipend. Mm-hmm. If they make part-time money like an average kid would make around their age, that would be fine. They should get paid for the amount of hours they put into practice, mm-hmm. put into training. That way they can at least afford to sustain themselves. And then you have kids get in trouble for taking money from coaches, mm-hmm. alumni. Why even risk all that and have that player disqualified when you could pay them a, a minimum wage, you know, part-time salary. Right. That's my point. So we're wrapping up. I just want to say this was a, a great episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be we're gonna be putting up another podcast real soon. We'll let you guys know. Please check out the ones before this if you're just listening to this one. We have a Twitter page. It's called The Quad uh, Podcast. We have an email, thequadpodcast1 at gmail.com. Email us questions. Talk to us. Let us know what you think. We need comments. Anything you want to say to the people before we I head out? I say thank you guys for your continued support. We're still developing this, but I, I think we're really improving in quality and I think our so delivery too. too. So, um, hope you guys just, I just, we just need your criticism. Yep. Tell us what you need Make the show good. better, exactly. We're doing the best we can, but we can always do better. Again, I'm Sea Captain Carl, and I have my co-host here, Marvin the Martian. And you're listening to The Quad. Peace out, guys.